0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Think Like Me or Don't. This is season two, episode four. My name is Brett Martineau. As per the huge as always, head over to anchor.fm forward slash think like me, drop in your audio messages, and also go to forward slash support to give us some cash. I mean, why not? Uh, in this episode, uh, as, we, as I alluded to last week, um, there is a little bit of a shift. Things start to, to turn, And as I'll talk about later in this season, a lot of it has to do with the way that I felt about the future. So I'm not going to give away too much more. I'll just let you listen to it. But I'm really excited about uh, releasing this because it it speaks to a couple of things that I've realized over and over again. Um, Again, uh, enjoy and head over to anchor.fm forward slash think like me to drop some comments. Peace. What is up? Day 4 a.m. Woke up today with a little bit of inspiration. Oh, shoot, let me give you the score first. I didn't even look it up. Um, let's go here. Okay, personal bank account, (laughs) $26.67. The uh, iTunes thing hasn't come back yet, so I'm a little bit low there. And business bank account, $894.26. So that's actually okay though because um, I had some, I actually did some fancy pants accounting and paid a couple of my personal bills with the business account, which I'm gonna write off as reimbursement. I don't know if that's legal or if that's the right way to do it, but it's like $200, so I'm not super concerned about it. Plus, if anybody's gonna try and go after me right now, I think they're gonna be surprised that there's nothing there, so. It's actually probably better than what I was doing before, which is just running everything into my personal account. Because at least this way, there's a clearer accounting trail. Anyway, um, I had a thought this morning and to be perfectly honest with you and to give credit where credit is due, it was catalyzed by uh, an ad that I saw. So you, some of you may know who, well, again, I'm assuming someone's listening to this, but some of you may know who Sam Ovens is. Sam Ovens is a guy that came out to one of the Frank Kern events um, long time ago, a couple years ago. And we worked together maybe a year and a half ago I built a webinar for him, a webinar funnel. He spent $1,000 on it, and I think that's, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that that is his main funnel that he's making $20 million a year off of. Um, so anyway, I'm kind of proud of that. But um, I have to kind of swallow my pride and realize that the dude actually does know, I was upset about the whole thing. That's why I'm saying swallow my pride. I um, upset about the fact that, because he, he came back and was, he was like, hey, we should work together more. I was like, okay, cool. What if what if I just took like one and a half percent of the campaign that I just built for you and that turned out to be something like 17K a month? He was like, why would I spend that much on you? And I was like, because I just made it for you. Anyway, he did not like that. So we didn't end up working together from then on. But um, I saw one of his ads this morning and he said something interesting, which was uh, something that my, my mind has already kind of been thinking, but he just sort of crystallized it and catalyzed it, and now I've got this other train of thought. He said, a lot of people think that you have to follow the, the guru, quote unquote guru pattern and, and framework to be successful selling high ticket items. He said the whole like, be active on Instagram, post a bunch of stuff, give away a bunch of free content, all that kind of stuff, and he said, you know, a lot of times people are trying to to create fame, but he said fame is not what gets you high ticket sales, it's it's the ability, do they know you can solve their problems, and that spoke to me because about two, three months ago maybe, I came up with this idea that I still have yet to launch, but I'm going to launch it probably. Uh, I think I might record the video and then launch it on Monday or something. But it's the infrequently asked questions because I want people to understand. Like, I gotta figure out a way to do it that isn't like bragging, um, but just showing people a different way. And I think maybe the first, the way that I originally recorded them should be fine because I have five or six videos. Um, but anyway, so he he mentioned I'm and I'm, I'm of course. He didn't give away everything in the ad. He he actually actually wants you to go download his case, study, blah, 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 but he said, he said people want to know that you can solve their problems. They don't really care who you are. They don't care about your face. right, doesn't matter if your logo's fancy or whatever. And I've kind of had that same thought. Like I I spent, I think a hundred bucks, maybe even less, maybe like 60 bucks on my logo, which I really like actually. And it doesn't really speak to anything. It's not really that fancy. One Ten Unlimited has a kind of a funny story, but it's not really that that special. But he, the um, the thought there is again, people want to know if you can solve their problems. And one of the things I talked about yesterday was I'm running this promotion right now, but I don't know, like I don't I don't feel like a lot of people will. Like there's gonna be a large per, uh, per percentage of those people that don't know who I am. And it clicked for me this morning that the solution to that problem is to release the infrequently asked questions and only run the game plan ad to the video views. So don't run cold traffic at all. Um, only run traffic to the content. Like not not content in the sense of like um, giving away free content, but content is in the proof. Right? So put some put some front-end budget behind video views on infrequently asked questions and the office the office videos, office visits, I forget what I'm calling them. Um, and then the nice thing about it is I can actually automate most of that. So like I'm gonna premiere the infrequently asked questions like a week apart um, and then although it's going to be kind of hard because people who anybody who well maybe I won't premiere maybe I'll just upload the videos because I, 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 I want to premiere them but people will maybe, maybe it won't matter like I recorded those videos six four months ago and I was skinnier and I was less goateed and more mustachioed so I think people will, will see the difference and they, they, might, they might throw them off huh, I don't know maybe it won't make a difference maybe I'll just upload those ones as having having already been released maybe I'll upload all of them and just do run the ads for the, the previous ones and then I can make new ones and premiere them like I can make the video at any time and then just premiere it at a certain time maybe that's what I'll do anyway so my my advertising budget can be very low for the, front, for the cold traffic, and I can be driving more, more traffic to the website, or I don't even care about the website traffic, I just care about getting me in front of people. And I can do the Facebook funnel that I've been talking about. So basically, we gotta get somebody to watch. We wanna go cold to a set of videos, and then we want to go warm to a second set of videos, and then we want to go hot to the game plan. And so that's what I'm going to set up a little bit later today. I also have a meeting this morning with a guy who wants me to come in and help him with some case studies, because I did some. I have a knack for um, like product tutorials for making them exciting and fun and for coming up with these idea guides and so I did that for plus this and that was probably my my favorite job there (laughs) was making the idea guides Um, so I'm gonna do that for him we'll see Uh, I think we'll represent another thousand to fifteen hundred a month to do a couple of these idea guides I think because I, I pitched it to him like this is what I'm doing for Corey. I'm writing some blog posts and then some idea guides for a thousand a month so I think what I'll do is I'll pitch to him for a thousand for two idea guides per month maybe maybe I'll do it for three or four I don't know but that'll just fill up the fill up my tank fill up the coffers with um, what needs to be done and then we can just go from there um, just build up and that could create a whole other content revenue stream because that's something that I'm good at like I feel like right now a lot of people talk about doubling down on your strengths but like I have a lot of strengths like Gary Vee talks about double down on your strengths and don't don't dive into your don't really worry too much about your weaknesses and I think a lot of people think that like they take that and they extrapolate that into um, do one thing and do it well which I, I agree with in theory, but I do a lot of things well. And so it's like, do, do I just pick the one that I'm the best at? What if that's the one that I like the least? What if I wanna cultivate these other, these other areas? And I realize that part of that comes down to, that's me selling my personal services. So eventually what might happen is if I, if I can systematize some of these services, like the, the game plan, and maybe some other pieces of that. That could be like a 1T Unlimited service. And then my personal brand could be the... Uh, something that sell. Like I could sell as a freelancer on top. Some of my personal time. That way I can... Because I, I really like the idea of separating out. What's me and what's the business. Because a business isn't what one person can do. A business is something that could potentially outlive somebody. So it's like systems and something that's replicatable that you could potentially sell. So what I want to do is get myself out of... Um, eventually, I mean, this is obviously today and tomorrow and the next week and the next month, I'm doing everything. But in concept, I want to start to separate out the stuff that I'm doing and the stuff that's bringing revenue in that's like requires me personally and the stuff that I could conceivably turn over to somebody else. Like, the game plan and then that into the uh, the apprenticeship and even like even like the mentorship kind of. Even though the apprenticeship itself does require my time. But like, perhaps maybe the mentorship could be (laughs) perhaps maybe the mentorship could be a service that my personal brand offers to 1T Unlimited so I can get paid, maybe that's how I get paid. In fact, actually that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So I take a small salary from 1T to set up, systematize, and provide direction on the game plan and on the sales for the apprenticeship. And then the business contracts with me to be the mentor to the apprentices. And I can be a mentor to anyone, but that's a service that I sell, not one T. And then, um, and that the nice thing there is that that's something I could bring anybody into. So I could say anybody who who wants to be a mentor can come in, and that could be something they could spin up, and I can give them all the. Oh, that's actually a bad idea. A mentor, mentoring these people is the best way to go. So if you pay, you pay 5k. And I'll give you all the, I'll give you the blueprints, the whole rundown. Or I could take nothing. And I could just, I could take a, a percentage. Interesting. So anyway, so short term, it's about closing down. whats his bones, Matt. Next week to get the 25 from him. It's hopefully closing down one, maybe two more audits in the next week through advertising. Today it's launching the first video in the infrequently asked questions series. Just see how it does. I think think I'll change the format. Like I might just have the ones that are there now be like season one of infrequently asked questions. Um, And then Season two could be the next, the new format. Cause like, I did record all the other ones in like the same day, so I'm dressed the same, I'm wearing the same clothes and all that stuff. Um, So, so that, I think that would be a good, a good start. And then the idea is to run, I think that's how I'll do it. I think I'll run the office vids. I'll do office vids first. Office fits first. Infrequently asked questions second. I gotta figure out a way to. Wonder if I could. It would be really nice if I could like animate those. Like get some some cool animation to. Well, I gotta go with what I've got to see how it works. And then in the future, there's all sorts of fancy things that I could do. But the, I think the starter point, the starter piece is I have got to get things up. Because that solves that cold traffic problem, right? If you've got, like, there's a couple of problems that it solves. First of all, it's the spend with no return. Because when you spend on cold traffic, when you go straight to a sale, uh, you have to be very, very tour of the audience. You have to know that the audience knows who you are and they get it. And I don't, I mean, I I have a certain amount of confidence that some of them will know who I am, some of them will get it, but definitely not all of them. And so I think the idea of pushing videos, video views first, and we can run at a super low budget on those, five bucks a day or something, just to start to propagate those videos and then run run the second wave of videos as phase two and then phase three is seeing the ad for uh for the the game plan in fact the game plan could be oh I need to change the home page because the game plan could just be like the, the catch-all anybody who interacts with anything Or maybe I should wait maybe I should Make them see a couple of videos first before I show them anything. Yeah, well, we'll see. Because I'll want them to, I need to figure out how to like move people in audiences so they're not seeing everything. Although, actually, that may not be a bad thing. Somebody will be seeing three or four. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But, um, that's day three, day four a.m. I'm feeling. I feel a little bit better about this whole thing. That was probably too fast. (laughs) Uh, Of course, all of my my current positive thinking, positive vibes are centered around the fact that I think this is gonna work. So now it has to work. Otherwise I might be back in in the dumps again. Um, Once it doesn't work, so. Anyway, day four AM. We'll catch you on the flippity-flip. Yo, day 3 p.m. Oh, no, day 4. I don't actually know what day it is. Day something. Sometime on some day. This little segment's going to be a little shorter because I actually had some stuff going on. So I've been busy. I just just now I actually got to the point of the walk where I didn't have other things I was doing. So anyway, um, some interesting things happening. I uh, Got another referral for um, the apprenticeship, and did the. This might be the jankiest sales prezo ever done, because the lady asked, "Do you have a, like a?" web page I can go to to like learn more about it and I was like if only um, I said but I I haven't it's so new I had a chance to put that together but I can shoot your video so I went back to the slide deck that I made last week and just <laughs> this is so janky I, I recorded a video on my phone of me going through the slides while I was driving to the post office because we have a bunch of stuff that we're trying to get done. And I need to get back so I could take Wick out anyway. So basically, uh, did a sales presentation on a brand new product with a sales deck on my phone while I was driving. I at listened, least listened to, listened to it back before I uh, saved it. And actually I didn't do that too terrible too terrible of a job. I can't talk right now. Didn't do, didn't do too terrible of a job. But we'll see what she thinks. I suspect that the price is going to be an issue, but the nice thing is, um, the more the more I, we talk about it, like it seems like my referral partnerships are stepping up a little bit, which is good. Not that they need to, but they're like they, they're seeing more opportunities for it, which is nice, and I'm getting a better, uh, more of a chance to test out the pricing model. Because I'm realizing as well, like with this lady, the nice thing about it being an apprenticeship is that I will handle hiring the person. But what I could also offer to her is if you guys wanna go spend some time finding the person, then I'll just charge you a thousand bucks to mentor that person. So it'll be like, your options are hire them yourself and I'll mentor them. You get all my expertise over the long term it's a thousand bucks a month or I'll do all the hiring and the managing and it's 3500 a month, right? So we'll see, I don't exactly know how how that's gonna go, how, how well it'll, it'll go over. Um, but we just gotta play around with pricing and see see what works, see what people are going to go for. Cause it might even be like 3500 assumes that I'm getting, uh, a part-timer at like 20 hours a week 15-20 hours a week, which is part-time but if I could get it to the point where I can run these people at less than that at like 10 hours a week which I might actually be able to do then I could reduce the cost to 2500 a month and then, it's, again it's a long-term thing 2500 a month because it's like you know, actually, maybe maybe I need to include that in the deck. Because was actually... Ooh, this is really good. Okay, so you heard it here first. So I talk about two different styles of agency. One being uh, retainer style and one being event style. But the third style, which is fairly new, is... What are we going to call it? Is like budget style, maybe? Where you pay very, very little. You get unlimited number of tasks, unlimited number of things, but they are outsourced. Everything's outsourced. There's no there's no person like, ooh, this is really good. Like, these, these agencies are actually really cool. Like there's one called Automation Agency, and there's a couple others where basically somebody has figured out how to uh, connect super cheap labor in the Philippines like uber for filipino uh, web and digital marketing people right so they figured out a way to connect those people together so that um, you can get it for super cheap because you can essentially pay 500 bucks a month and you can get a dedicated person that can handle two or three people and that's like it's like really cheap so the nice thing about the apprenticeship is that it takes all the good stuff from all those the dedicated resource, the low cost, the upfront yeah. I might want to redo this pitch. Back here. Um Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll redo it and re-record it. Which will actually be nice cuz then I can do it in the studio in the office, which would be nice. Anyway, so things are kind of looking up. I also got the first couple of infrequently asked questions videos up and I have like an ad set thing running where I'm promoting like I've got my office hours videos that are being promoted to the to my cold lists my lookalike alike list and everything and then I've got my my uh, infrequently asked questions being promoted to the people that watch those videos and basically all the warm traffic and then I'm taking people that are that have watched the infrequently asked questions, and I'm only promoting the um, game plan to them. So, I also put a text message thing on the sales page. So if people have questions, they can just text me. Um, so yeah, we'll see kind of how it goes. Haven't really had much, much take on it yet. Um, only spent about five bucks, whatever. But uh, we'll see, it's, uh, it feels much more. Solid, much more business like, much less random, which is good. And the nice thing is that it's taking advantage of some of that automation. So, um, I think probably what will happen is once I sell, once I have a few more of these sales conversations about the apprenticeship, I might even try turning on some ads running to people to set to sign up for like a consultation. In fact, maybe I should. I wonder if I should drive traffic, I wonder if I should drive the game plan traffic to, no, I think, we'll see what happens. I'm only running a hundred bucks on it, so if I can get one person that covers all that cost, and then maybe I can run like a more standard approach where I'll just fill my calendar with people that want to talk about getting a game plan done for them. That kind of thing, so, anyway. That's day, I think today's day four in the p.m., so much shorter. Not that you are complaining, I would imagine, but that's what it is. So yeah, peace out. Day five a.m. early in the morning today. It's like 3.30 in the morning. I bet. I bet the people outside are not super thrilled with me walking around blabbing this early in the morning. It'll be nice though. I won't have many ambient noises outside when we get there. We are going to Utah for a long, extended four-day weekend. Um, and uh, it's funny. Uh, this this trip, we had talked with the, the, the guys about putting together, like doing an episode or doing recording us each individually, talking about and doing the stuff that it that you need to do to get your business ready to go on vacation, and then us all going on vacation together, um, just to go through like some of the steps that it, that are required for different types of businesses. And um, last night, me going through those steps to just get myself ready to go, at least to buy me some time until um, until Monday, sorry, Sunday or Monday, when I can. Get back into it and look at, look, you know, jump, jump into some things. Um, it got me thinking, and I realized that I have a that just like we I talked about in I think episode one of this season. My key problem is not one of being taken advantage of. My key problem as a business owner is that I've put zero emphasis on finding new business. And I think, you know, I think it's probably not totally a, um, like, I don't think it's just a lack of foresight. I think it's also, I think combined with a definite lack of foresight is my desire to not fall into the same trap that most most long-term, ongoing agencies fall into, which is the difference between the honeymoon phase and everybody else, where you, as a retainer agency of any kind, you are kind of, you're kind of forced to treat your newer clients better than your older clients, like new business, for the most part, you know, depending on. Depending on the, like, if you have different levels of business or whatever, but most of your newest clients have to get precedent. They have to basically take, you have to, they have to get preferential treatment over your older clients because they represent, like, the fresh, the new blood in the business. But the problem with that is, um, it, it can create, like, a sourish, like, a a weird taste in the mouth of the old client, which I think I've just shied away from doing because I, all of my clients I feel personally invested in, and I didn't really want to bring new business in and jeopardize that relationship. But I'm realizing more and more that once you get to a certain point, the actual volume of work goes way down after a certain point. Which fits with actually with my theory, with you know, it fits with not only the honeymoon phase thing, but also your ability to generate revenue goes down as your as your uh, as the need goes down. But I'm um, I'm part of the reason why I'm uh, I think in the situation financially that I'm in right now is because I have I always see. The number of clients that I am servicing as the metric to maintain, and not so much the amount of business, like the amount of work, Um, because since I, my my business, we have a say. We since I have like a moral, uh, moral sort the word I'm looking for. Moral preference? Moral, there's a word. Since I believe very strongly that agencies should not overcharge and should not charge just based on value, but should charge based on results, um, I, I don't, I don't want to get a bunch of clients and I don't want to have clients paying me a lot of money because then I feel obligated to provide a commensurate level of a commensurate commensurate <laughs> a commensurate level of uh, return of value so if I'm gonna charge somebody in fact just this last month I sent an invoice and I had to like trim it down because the amount of money I made for the guy last month wasn't as much as I thought it was gonna be. So even though I spent the time and even though our even though our agreement is not based on return. It's based on, on. It's based on uh, time spent. I um, didn't feel comfortable charging him more than I had made him. And so even with, like, essentially what I wanted to do was make it so that even with the ad spend and even with my with my feet on top of the ad spend I wanted to make sure that I that he was profitable right so I trimmed a little bit off the top and the same thing I think is true for a lot of things in fact I I am um, that was creepy I unlocked that car right as I walked past it um, uh, but the same thing is true for other clients too I I've, I find myself constantly Trying to to underbill so that I'm in that, that range, but the real issue with that is that I got They they those clients actually represent less money, less income, less revenue than I originally gave them credit for, and so I have to put a larger amount of my effort into new client ac- acquisition. And I think actually it's starting to take shape. I still don't know exactly how the um, how the sales of it, how the ads are going to do, and now the promotional process is going to go. I think I might introduce like a consultation as the initial piece for the ads. So instead of going. Like, really, the idea was I wanted to do that offer for some free hours, but I think I'm going to just make that make that the, the standard thing. I might even put in, like, uh, maybe what I'll do is this. Maybe I'll change it so that instead of going straight to a sales page, I go to an opt-in page to request a free consultation. all the same content that's on there now um, but I basically just say you have until like on this day um, the additional hours go away and so I, I'm, the idea is I'll help you build it but only only if you buy before such and such day so then I can send them to a page where they can schedule an appointment but the appointment has to occur like within 72 like within 48 hours before the offer of the additional hours expires. So, they basically they see an ad, they click to a page. The page talks about the whole thing. It gives them the sales presentation, it gives them the whole shebang. And then and it's all for the game plan, by the way. And then offers them that if they buy within X amount of hours or whatever, that they will get. um, I'll throw in some time to actually go and implement. And then. And then I can build in to that. Like. to push them to set up their appointment and then the follow-up to the appointment can be um, like the, you know, another thought that I had last night was what if I, instead of just going straight to a consultation, what if I made it more like a game where, because a huge part of this is building trust with the potential client that I can actually solve their problems and I can answer their questions. And so I feel like that consultation is going to be necessary for no other reason than if for no other reason than at least for the, the fact that they need confidence that I can do so. And so maybe what I thought about last night as I was going to bed was maybe I set it up to be more of a of a game style thing where I say, okay, here's what uh, here, here's the infrequently asked questions. And Instead of me requiring you to pay up front or get on a consultation and spend your time and risk um, getting anything positive out of it, what if I just say, submit your problem? Like, what's your biggest issue? What's the thing you're trying to do? And then I can give them... I can basically do the work up front to tell them what they should go do um like give them some initial recommendations um, and lay out like the initial setup in fact oh that's actually not a bad idea so maybe i can how i have to think through that cuz that would that would require i mean cuz most of the, the game plan recommendations come from the same they they all like most of those recommendations are they're fairly cookie cutter now, I, I always check the data to make sure that all of them apply and all of them are relevant. But it's things like make sure you have top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of bottom of funnel campaigns in place. Make sure you have indoctrination campaigns in place. Make sure your campaigns are connected together. Make sure that people are going through everything, right? Things like that. So I could just say... Um, You know, submit your questions, or I don't know. The more I, the more I think about that, the less it makes sense. But I think doing a consultation at least gives me—I don't necessarily need to automate the whole thing. So if I were to just do, instead of uh, instead of driving people directly to purchase, um, I could just say, "Go set up an appointment. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it like." In the next couple of days, I want to I want to show you um, that I can help you, and then and then we can just oh, we'll do, from there we can just flow down the, the standard irresistible intro offer from Frank Kern and just say um, here's what you should go do, but um, I'm going to uh, I can go build the stuff for you. I can go do the stuff something along those lines. We'll see. Because really the problem is like figuring out a a good way to educate people on the fact that they need to they need to be willing to pay for me to take that journey to go and do that research for them. Because it does take quite a bit of energy and and time. Hmm. So we'll see. But right now I at least have it set up to where I'm filling up my video view audiences and I'm stair-stepping them so that people are watching the Office Views videos first, then they're watching Infrequently Asked Questions. And really, probably what I should do is have only the people that have seen the Office Views video about about the journey, those people it would make sense to to, um, to push to the game plan Ooh, that's not a bad idea. So what if there was content that in and of itself leads into the next bit of it? All right, so that's probably what I'll need to think about doing next. Is coming up with... Because the nice thing about the game plan being the first thing that we do is that if we look at the apprenticeship, the first thing I do in the apprenticeship is the game plan. So if I... Even if I'm selling the apprenticeship... I can always back it back and like, pull it back and say, look, I don't want you to feel like you have to commit to this. Um, I want you to understand that like, the first thing we're going to do is the game plan. And you don't, ever, you don't ever have to feel obligated to do anything beyond that. Okay? So really what happens is you're going to pay the $2,500 for the game plan. That's going to include the plan itself plus the initial implementation. If essentially, game plan is phase one. Um, Yeah, that's what the game plan is It's phase one And then uh, Then after the game plan Uh, Happens Let's see Yeah, after the game plan is implemented um, Well, the problem is Okay, so, the way that we would do it is game plan, putting together, the game, putting together the game plan, doing the initial overview of the game plan and making the rest of the, taking the recommendations and, and, and figuring out what, it would be, what would be the first bit of it. And then there would be some included time to get started, but at some point in there there would need to be a decision about whether they want to move forward. And so all that we'd need to pay on top of that is another thousand. So it's but it probably needs to be at the time of giving the document. Oh, maybe that's the way I can position it. Is I can say twenty five hundred will get the get you the, the game plan. And then the additional thousand is for Is for the implementation, but I can waive the additional thousand if people buy within. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, got some interesting ideas that we'll be diving into. We'll, uh, I'll check in with you later today after we've made our drive, and I will have thought about it a little bit more. So, peace. What is up, all y'all people in the house? It is day five in the PM. You can hear that noise to my left. That is the grand State Street of Hurricane Utah. The beautiful, the dry. Uh, actually, the weather's not too bad, and it wasn't too hot earlier today. Um, here we are. This is me vacating. Um, so. Uh, today actually was kind of fun. So I mentioned this morning uh, that it was going to be interesting to see um, how taking time away from my business was going to do for the business. And actually, funnily enough, you take a day away, and I think I actually did a pretty good job of setting everything up because no hitches. Uh, the stuff that was supposed to go out this morning that I normally I like to to watch things very very closely myself, but I feel like I didn't need to. Because I feel like it it went exactly according to plan. Uh, Email went off without a hitch. Everything went fine. No other issues from any of the other clients, which is good news. Um, Didn't make any money. And I don't think I actually told you the score this morning. But it's fine. I'll I'll get around to that um, tomorrow or something. Um, Mostly because my personal account is drained. Again, just little things that that are pinging it and the uh, the money from the iTunes refund hasn't gone in you know okay so i what i what i really wanted to talk about cuz i actually tried to do a little recording earlier as i was walking WIC, and it didn't it just didn't feel right but i i feel like i don't really believe in signs but i do kind of believe in um, in math like statistics so I I don't believe necessarily that the universe tries to tell you things but I do believe that if things happen over and over again that there tends to be a there's a statistical likelihood that there's a reason I don't think I said that right I think statistics say that there's a reason why uh, sorry though. There's a reason why that thing happens over and over again, right? So like for example, um, if, you, if you jump and keep trying to fly, and you keep not flying, it might be, uh, you might think that God or the universe is trying to tell you that you can't fly, or you can just understand the truth, which is that statistically, humans don't fly. Right, I realize that's a pretty ridiculous example, but in my instance I have been scrambling and trying to secure a line of credit which I don't think is foreign to anybody but I've been trying to secure some sort of uh, uh, coverage funds in the form of a line of credit or a, a business credit card or a loan um, any of those kinds of things in order to stem the flow of uh, well the lack of flow I should say to sort of prime the flow of, of cash into the business and into my personal accounts and I'm realizing that as I keep, I keep this this is like personal finances 101 but I'm realizing that as I continue to um, as I continue to, uh, apply for credit cards and acri- apply for these loans I'm, I'm reminded of I apologize Wick is freaking out right now you're okay buddy. Um, I'm reminded that there was an article that I read hang on I read an article yeah he is not excited right now sorry So I read this article, and it basically talked about how um, this lady gave up credit cards altogether and went on a cash-only system, basically just cut up the cards, paid it all off, and, and it kind of broke her from the cycle of debt and repayment. And I found that extremely appealing, conceptually, because it was like, instead of spending and then figuring out a way to pay for what you already bought, what you already spent money on. You, um, (laughs) instead of, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm getting so distracted. And now my eye is like burning because it's so dry here. Okay, so. Now we're actually getting to the point here. I apologize for the little distractions there. That's what happens when you get free flow and I don't have a studio where I can just sit down and talk. I gotta walk around a strange town with strange influences and Wick is freaking out. So, no no more distractions. So basically, this lady goes on a cash-only system and I immediately saw uh, a lesson in that. If in, in the, in this, from the standpoint of um, not necessarily just a personal finances thing, like not being in debt and having savings, but learning to uh, control cash flow, right? From a business standpoint. It's interesting the lessons that you learn early, like if I was to, if I was to plot plot out the business lessons that I've learned and when in my business journey I've started to learn them and when they've sort of been forced upon me. I think most of them are backwards. Like, I think they teach a lot of this, a lot of what I'm going through right now in business school. Right? I think it's like some of the first stuff they teach in business school. I don't know where he's going. you okay, bud. And yet, we... A lot of times these the entrepreneurial gurus talk about, like business school is for, and I've said this myself, I'm guilty of this, this, this same thought. Business school is for, it doesn't help. It doesn't give you what you need. And I think really what those people are saying is, business school can't teach you the thing that you actually need. Like the, the crucial aspect of entrepreneurship which is how to be passionate about something, how to put your mind and your energy behind something, and how to really, really like be creative, right? But what business school can give you is a framework, right? framework that you can sit all those things in. So it's not that business school is useless, objectively speaking, it's that business school, it's like they talk about a lot in religious circles, Uh, faith without works is dead. Like, business school without heart, without soul, doesn't get you anywhere. I'll talk more about it tomorrow. I'm going to go to bed. We're going to go hiking tomorrow, so... Peace. That is going to do it for episode 4 of season two of think like me as always my name is brett martineau i am your host next week on think like me or don't some things start to click uh make some plans uh i I make some real plans that are still in place by the way uh and start to really see some of my own weaknesses and i think the beginning of of the next episode five the next episode that's going to come out next week is a huge realization that I think every entrepreneur in the world needs to learn this is something that everybody needs to know uh, so I'm really excited for that as always anchor.fm forward slash think like me please drop in some voice voice messages that sounded weird when I said that voice voice some voice messages uh, let me know what you're thinking let me know what thoughts you have or questions or whatever as we're going through this uh, and as always uh, anchor.fm forward slash think like me forward support should you feel so inclined to provide some support for the podcast thanks everybody we will see you next week peace